Today on My First Concert. And these people behind us are like, oh, man, great deal, great deal. <laughs> and Tom Biafor says, I'm not sure if they're referring to the version of the song or the transaction that took place in the parking lot before the show. <laughs> Joining us is the author of Rock Conversations. That's a podcast that you can download whenever you have time from Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob Hahn is the host of Rock Conversations. He's also, by the way, an award-winning producer brought to you by Aquarius. <laughs> that much I know for sure. And with the winter season coming up here for heating, you got to get a hold of them. They're great. Jeff and his staff i have known them for decades. Also, propane, the environmentally friendly energy for everyone. And, of course, our bank here at Talk North is Star Bank, all bringing you this visit with Rob Hahn. Rob, you're a music count, to say the least. Your podcast is very popular. It's very good. You have a lot of guests on there. But I've known you for a long time, and I've known your passion for music. But let me go back to the very first concert you ever attended. You know, I pride myself on having a good memory on most things. <laughs> and I've been thinking about this since yeah. you launched your podcast. I think... I think it was John Denver at the old St. Paul Civic Center with my parents. And if I recall correctly... It was a surprise. We went out to dinner, I think maybe somewhere on the 494 Strip when it used to be, you know, the big place. deal. Yeah. yeah. And stubborn as I can occasionally be, I, I didn't want to eat dinner. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to eat these noodles, these buttered noodles. <laughs> Crap. And so they finally caved and said, all right, here's the secret. We're going to see John Denver at, uh, at the St. Paul Civic Center. Uh, a side note to the John Denver story, he performed at St. Mary's, what was then St. Mary's College in Winona years ago. Uh, had to be in the late 60s, maybe early 70s. My dad was a part-time prof there. He was, you know, just building his CPA practice. And afterwards, they went out and they all grabbed beer on Prairie Island outside Winona. John Denver sitting at the table with them. <laughs> Seems like that kind of guy that he would have been... Far great, out, right? Yeah, far out. Wild, man. And then there was a time I wonder if he didn't do some of the tours of uh, colleges across the country, including in Minnesota, because didn't he meet his wife at Gustavus? He did, Annie. I can't remember her maiden name, but yeah. absolutely. He was touring, I think, with a trio at the time. You know, this was before he had blown up and become a worldwide sensation. Yeah, yeah. and then she was a St. Peter. I think she's from St. Peter, yeah. Minnesota, if I remember right. But then, thus, Annie's song. Beautiful song, isn't it? Well, my, well, I can't believe we're talking about rock and roll yet. We're talking about John Denver. <laughs> How did these two work? All I know is my, my, father, Crossover. Who, my father, who was a musician, Thought that was an absolutely outstanding it is. song. Yeah. So, and at the time, of course, you know, I'm, thinking, I'm listening to Alice Cooper or or whatever it was, and to me, that really, yeah, I probably wouldn't be listening to any song a lot. But then I go back, and it, it really was a gorgeous song. So you see, John Denver, and the nice thing I like about this, you're not shy about it, Brianne. Who did? Who was your first concert? In sync, circa probably 2000, I would say, maybe even 1999, honestly. Okay. Um, I've actually, I've since kind of remedied and gotten a much better taste in music because I actually, I was going to tell you, Dave, I've been to two very, very awesome shows in the last month and I'm tired as H and mm -hmm. I'm, it's I, obviously in my old age, I'm kind of growing out of it, but I'm so glad I went and saw these people. This whole year has just been catching up on concerts. So I saw Florence and the Machine at the XL on September 8th. She's one of my favorites. And, that was and? so exciting. And I saw it was, it was a good, Oh, it was a great, it was a great performance. I, I love her. It was kind of a bucket list thing. And then I saw the killers on the 20th at the XL and they were phenomenal. That's the third time I've seen them in my life. And Did they kill it. They killed it. And they are just, I 
become more and more. I'm so proud to be fans of theirs by those shows. That was the kind of shows I was at. So I just wanted to share that with you yeah. and the guests. I've been anxious to do that. Haven't oh, seen and you in a Rob while, and I so. appreciate the invite. Thank yeah. you very much. Oh, you're way. welcome. Very hurt by that. <laughs> Maybe next time. But the, the killers, and I told you this before, that I remember first hearing them, I'm almost positive, on the OC. Remember that show? I never to, watched it, but I'm familiar with yeah, the, yeah. the name of it. You he loves went, to drop that. <laughs> you went to John Denver. I watched the okay. OC. Okay, so yeah. let's get that out of the way right away. Okay, but college concerts. That's 10 years of therapy right there. <laughs> <laughs> college concerts, of course, you were a kid that went to Notre Dame. I University did. of Notre yeah. Dame, fighting Irish. Irish, proud alumni. What about the college concerts? I had to make a few notes just so I, you know, came in here with you know, something I know to you tell. well enough that I'm glad you made those notes. Yeah. So freshman year, the Joshua Tree had been out for, mm. I think, a few months, and a group was going to Indianapolis, about a two, three-hour drive from South Bend. And I remember I had my first credit card, I think. I'm not even sure I had a credit card. I think I <laughs> called my mom and said, hey, can you call Ticketmaster and buy two tickets to U2 <laughs> at the Hoosier Dome in, uh, in Indianapolis? So uh, Brian Dennehy, John Roach, David Lee Roth, and a couple uh, – uh, uh, women, uh, Brian's sister, and one of her friends from St. Mary's across the street, we hopped into the car and went. And we get there, and the Bodeans opened. No kidding, I from say, Wisconsin. I say Bodeans because years ago, Uh-oh. I worked at a, a station in Winona <laughs> while I was in high school. My buddy was listening, my buddy Steve Tessman, who never lets me live anything down. No. And instead of calling them the Bodeans, I call them the Bodeans. <laughs> So they opened, great, you know, opened with uh, Midnight, what is it, Runaway, uh, Fade Away. And so they do their shtick. The Bodeans are very good, too. Yes, yeah. yeah. And then this band, we were expecting Los Lobos for the second open. Yeah. But this other band came out, hmm. and they start doing a quasi-country. And we're like, oh, this doesn't sound really right. I think that's Bono singing you a uh, lead. And it was, Los Lobos was running late. And so the members of U2 put on some outfits, came out and did a couple country numbers. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, Los Lobos was great. And then, you know, U2 for the Joshua Tree Tour was, you know, fantastic. Uh, and the sound was good. You never know what you get when you go to an inside or mm -hmm. a, a dome stadium. You know, uh, we can talk about, you know, my one disastrous moment at, at the old Metrodome. But the, the sound was good. So I, I think that was probably the highlight. Uh, there, was a, there was a smaller concert on campus at uh, Steppen Center. Featuring the Smithereens and, help me out here, is it the Insiders or the Outsiders? Uh, one was from Cleveland, the other one was from out east. And at the time, I was a freshman working at WAOR, a rock station. And, of course, I walked right backstage, <laughs> introduced myself <laughs> as if I had any right to be there. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, you know, we play your music on, on W. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Insiders' Ghost on the Beach was their song. Okay, there we go, yeah. And, and Outsiders were Time Won't Let Me. Time Won't Let yeah, great song. Outsiders? Time Won't Let Me. Okay, so it's yeah. the Insiders who were there, and yep. it goes down the beach. Mm -hmm. So you, you, back in the day, you could stroll back in there. I mean, now, do you think you could even pull that off? I don't think so. I don't think you'd get close. In that same, um, in that same venue, which was just a little geodesic dome, mm -hmm. where they used to have the pep rallies and all that, in 88, President Bush, well, Vice President Bush at the time, uh, 41, Mm -hmm. uh, came to give a uh, campaign speech. And I was covering it for the local station. I had this little duffel bag with a microphone and, uh, you know, a little tape recorder. And there's a little metal detector set up. And I thought, eh, I'm just going to see if I can walk to the other side of it just to see what happens. Nothing. <laughs> I was on this DS maybe, uh, you know, 200 feet from the stage. And I'm thinking, you know, 
I wish this were a little safer. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, security has changed over the years. Oh, yeah, to say the least. Hey, uh, Rob, now I'm going to ask you about a couple of other college concerts, also about the old Metrodome experience. We'll do that in a minute. I do want to mention the great folks over at Aquarius. And winter is uh, coming, no doubt about it. And I won't uh, let the winter get the best of me because I'm prepared with uh, everybody at Aquarius Home Services. And whether it's repairing or replacing your furnace, they are so good. I know firsthand that Aquarius has a team and the knowledge to make sure that your home is cozy, warm in the winter. But they have been my go-to company for years. And I love the new furnace system they just installed for me recently, but I would be worry-free through winter with these folks. And I could tell you, from all this experience, they are better than advertised. Schedule your furnace appointment today at AquariusHomeServices.com. Aquarius is very good, and Jeff and his staff really know how to run a business. And you'll enjoy it, I guarantee you. Aquarius, earning the right to be recommended. As we get ready for old man winter. Rob Hans with me. Rob is uh, the author of Rock Conversations. That's a, a download you should uh, make sure that you subscribe to on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast can be found in the same spot. It's called My First Concert with Dave Lee. Rob is our guest. He's an award-winning producer as well, who I had the chance to work with for quite a while. We made a trip to Japan one time, did a yeah, broadcast from the U.S. Embassy. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of good memories there. Okay, uh, college concerts. Any more that stand out for you? By the way, when you went to see you uh, 2 and Joshua Tree, yeah. did you have reserved seating, or is it just stand where you can? No, it was reserved seating in the upper deck. Okay. If I recall, we were you know almost looking down stage left. They were good, you know, yeah. uh, good sight angles. REM was really becoming big, uh, and I think this was right before their total breakout album. So what is it, Document, and then, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank. We all have it yeah. at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was before Losing My Religion. Yeah, okay. and they were absolutely terrible, just terrible. Really? Yeah, I, I thought Stipe was out of. T I mean, he's never been a great singer, but he, he sounded out of tune the whole night. Uh, they did "It's the End of the World," and he got off the beat, and it was just like oh, everyone else was raving about it. I'm like, this is crap. Wow. So that's that's the one that sticks out, and then uh, the two others I saw during college that I remember um, are uh, Bob Dylan. Uh, you know, hit and miss with Bob. This was the second time I'd seen him, mm -hmm. and he was it, fantastic. It, it is hit and miss. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He was he was touring uh, with the Oh Mercy album, played at the Airy Crown Theater in um, McCormick Place in Chicago. I bought two tickets. The girl I was kind of dating at the time stiffed me, and I couldn't find anyone else to go. <laughs> so I said, screw it. I took my Volkswagen <laughs> Rabbit and went by myself, and he was fantastic. And he even I think he even said thank you after one of the songs. You know, he rarely talks. Rarely. Uh, saw Todd Rundgren at... Um, I don't know what they call it now, but where Northwestern plays its basketball games, had second-row seats, and I took a friend of mine who had no concept of Todd Rundgren, and this was a fantastic show. It was just incredible, uh, touring the, uh, to promote Nearly Human, and um, it appeared that he wasn't wearing a certain undergarment, <laughs> and, and so I was talking to uh, a few people after, you know, a couple weeks later, maybe we were gathered for a, a pre-graduation, and, and Joanne Martin, who had gone with me, she said, you know, he he wasn't wearing any underwear. I said, maybe that's why it was a ballsy show. <laughs> but a bang. I'm here all week. Tip your waitresses, okay? Automatic for the people. Was that the REM album you think? No, no? it was before that. Murmur, uh, maybe? It was, I don't know. It came after uh, Document, but before, it, they, they might have been touring with Document, and uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit. No, I, I I, I'm paging through my album collection right now, you know, just looking at okay, oh, no, what do I have just, at they home. They just come out with... Uh, 
I'm going to talk myself into a hole. What was it? What was it? It was a green, but it was actually an orange cover. The album was green with World Leader Pretend and uh, Stan. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure we'll, it out. We'll figure it out when we look back at it. But, but the, the, the most unique aspects of my college years involved uh, what became kind of a ritual right around tax day, April 15th. Uh, the Grateful Dead would come to Chicago, mm-hmm. and they would play what used to be called the Rosemont Horizon right near O'Hare. It's uh, the Allstate Arena now. And I went with a couple older upperclassmen when I was a freshman. And, you know, the, the guy, uh, I stole his nickname from him. You know, I called myself the Patriarch. Yeah, <laughs> I just outsmarted him. But he, he called himself, Tom Biafor called himself the Patriarch at the time. He's like, you're going to be asking the Patriarch, what song is this? You, you don't know the dead. You don't know anything. <laughs> So uh, we get there, and in, yeah. in the midst of the concert, they do a, a song called Deal. You know, don't you let that deal go down. And these people behind us are like, oh, man, great deal, great deal. <laughs> and Tom Biafor says, I'm not sure if they're referring to the version of the song or the transaction that took place in the parking lot before the show. <laughs> but I saw the dead there, I think, four or five times, and it was... It was worth it? It was worth it every time. You know, not every song was identifiable. I mean, not because it was played poorly. I just, you know, yeah. I didn't know it, uh, but it was always fun. It was it was almost as fun to watch the other concert goers as it was uh, to watch the band. I was there one year with... Uh, well, yeah, the Deadheads were crazy. Oh, Jim McCarthy and these people behind us, I think they had maybe slipped a little something under their tongue, and, mm-hmm. you know, every 10 seconds, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, I had a cousin who was a Deadhead. All them all around. I don't know if they always know the songs themselves, but right. they, the experience is 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 unique. Well, you've heard of the the character, the alter ego of Mr. John Lastman, right? The Chucker. Oh yeah. And he says, uh, "What does a, a Grateful Deadhead say when they run out of pot?" God, this music is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you go to the? Uh, this was a big, highly anticipated concert, about eighty four, eighty five ish at the Dome. Uh, Dylan and the Dead? I did not. Okay. I thought you were going to see Metallica at the Dome. I was there for that okay. one. Okay. So this is uh, this was my first concert exposure to the Dead. Bob Dylan and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, who were ostensibly just there to back up. Can you imagine being a band like Tom Petty and the no. Heartbreakers and you're backing up Dylan? Now, they did, I think, have a, a few songs of their own. So the Dead was really in the, they thought their engineers were these sound experts. So they said, we're going to handle the sound here at the Dome. Well, as I alluded to earlier, domes can be a little challenging. Yep. So Steve Tessman and I are sitting there. We had driven up with some other friends from Winona. Uh, we did not drive, so we didn't really have to worry about being in good condition to go home. We listened to three dead songs, and I turned to him and I said, do you hear anything other than bass and cymbal? He says, no. I said, I think we can ask these guys behind us to buy us some beer. So we turned around and said, would you guys be willing to buy us a beer? And they said, just one? <laughs> we had new friends. Yeah. So that was terrible. Dylan, from our standpoint, was terrible. I talked to other people who were at the show mm-hmm. sitting in different areas, and it was really good, according to them. But my favorite part of the whole night is we're out messing around a little after, and this guy's like, hey, anyone know where I can score a quarterback? I got to drive to Brainerd tonight. <laughs> so I figured I'd engage him in conversation. I said, have you been to Dylan's shows before? Oh, yeah, it's my 32nd. 30-second show. Uh, what's your favorite album? Blunt on Blunt. Best album. So now with my friends, particularly Steve, yeah. it's it's we just have to say best album. We know it's Blonde on Blonde, <laughs> which is probably the best album. Or well, very, you know, well top, some say top it is. Five, some so. say it is. The um, 
I saw Dylan with the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters opened up from the last time I saw him, and uh, and yeah, he never said one word to the. You know, and you think being in Minnes- back in Minnesota, this is yeah. St. Paul at the XL Energy Center, but never he, he just he did put on a nice show. Never talked. So there was one time, probably summer of nineteen ninety. So technically, this would qualify as a college era show. You know, I was still in college. Steve Tessman and another friend of mine and I bought tickets to go see Dylan with Tracy Chapman, I think, at Alpine Valley. Oh, yeah. And then after those tickets, so we're driving from Winona, and it's not that bad, you know, four or five hours. Right. But after those tickets went on sale, after we purchased them, he announced a date in La Crosse, half hour away. So my college buddy, Frank Monobon, said, hey, you want to get uh, tickets? So went to the, I went to the Alpine Valley show on like a Saturday night. He was absolutely terrible. I meet up with Frank. We have a few beers on uh, 2nd Street or whatever the wild place is in, in La Crosse. And I said, we got time to kill. Let's go walk around the little levee area between the La Crosse Civic Center and the river. Mm-hmm. And we're getting ready to go in. And this guy comes rushing out of the back you know, exit. And he's got a lanyard on. I said, let's wait. I think he's going to find somebody. And I knew who was cheering or who was traveling with Dylan because I had stood up and yelled this guy's name on Saturday night because Dylan was so bad. I said, Frank, it's so-and-so. And I walk up. I said, G.E. Smith, Rob Hahn, good to meet you. Is the show going to be the same set list, the same tonight as it was Saturday? He said, it, it'll be pretty standard. <laughs> but that night was great. Yeah. You could understand everything Dylan sang. Uh, the, the set list was better. You just never know. I wonder, you know, when, when you talked about Petty backing up Dylan in the day, I wonder if that set the tone for... Traveling Wilburys, or at least had something to do I would with think it. so. That yeah. relationship and the, the familiarity of playing together. Yeah. Because those guys, I mean, when they, they, they were terrific. But yes. I, I don't know. I never saw them. I mean, outside of videos. Yeah. But, I mean, what did they have? Two, maybe three albums total? Two I think, that but, I can think of, but maybe three. I'm not Orbison sure. Orbison died after the first. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they were each allowed to shine. You would think in these, you know, super groups with the big egos, it would be a challenge. Yeah. It's like, all right, you're going to get two songs, you're going to get two, you're going to get two, and we're going to release one of each or something like that. And it worked. Yeah. Well, it seems somebody did something right because yeah. they seem to get along pretty doggone well yeah. as well. So, yeah. So, Dylan, the Grateful Dead, you've seen them a few times. Uh, when we come back, I want to ask you about going with your kids. Yeah. That's always interesting because I, I, I can tell you about the first show I took uh, one of my boys to. And I still remember it. Hey, I, I know what I re, uh, remember quite well is that here at Talk North, our bank is Star Bank. And starbank.net is where you go to learn more about them. They're dependable. They're, it's a good friend to have. <clears throat> In this life, they say you need a certain amount of really peop, close people you can depend on, right? That's one of the most important things of all. And your bank is a big part of your life. When, when it comes to the point where these people become your friends and you trust them, it's a difference maker. And that's what they do. They've, they've been a small-town rural bank. They're a big, large bank here in the metro, so they, they've done it all. They get it all. They have uh, 10 locations throughout Minnesota, serve a variety of business. So if you're in the business world, don't hesitate to give them a call. And, yes, when you do call, they'll answer the phone. How about that for something quite novel? An opportunity to display that star bank integrity is something they welcome. Customers that are there already know that Star Bank integrity. They have this great ability. You know, we talk about during the football season when quarterbacks have to call audibles. They understand the business world, and they have to make those same quick decisions as well. You do as well. It's nice when you're dealing with somebody that's well aware of that. And the technology, if you want to do that, if you just want to do everything on the website, certainly they have all that. That's not an issue at all. I just think it's kind of cool that you can call them and a real person answers the phone. It doesn't tell you to dial five and do this or dial six and do this. 
and or press six. I shouldn't say dial anymore, but you press whatever number. Anyway, the point is they are outstanding, and that's why they're our bank here at Talk North. Starbank.net. Learn more about them and the people that work there. They're awesome. Dave Lee here on my first concert. Great to have you with. Brianne's with us as well, just coming off her killer concert, which she loved, and Flo in the Machine. And then Rob Hahn, of course, is our guest. Rob is uh, the author of Rock Conversations. That's his podcast, which is very good, by the way. And download that on Apple, Spotify, and subscribe to it. Uh, same place you can do the this one as well. All right, so let me interject. I, there's a little saving grace here. Okay. Had to go to uh, Google to find it out. The album that R.E.M. was touring to support was Green, and it does have kind of an orange cover. The one we couldn't remember that came out in 1991, Out of Time. Out of Time, Out of Time. <laughs> I've heard that a lot on shows when I've been a guest. Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> out of time. Thanks, for, thanks for coming, Rob. Sorry to cut it short today. Yeah, that's one that's in my album collection uh, back home. So now let's segue into kids because I remember when my kids first, I brought out uh, the, the Bang and Olufsen um, turntable I had, and it, it was a beauty back in the day. And I hooked it up, and I remember them coming downstairs where I hooked it up, and they said, "What's that?" And you know, they hadn't seen a turntable. Now my kids listen to vinyl. So do mine. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. It is great. And they'll pull out an album and say, oh, look at this. You ever heard of these people? And it's one that, you know, we probably grew up with going, yeah, yeah, I, I have heard of that. Um, yeah, the Beatles, they were kind of big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But going with your boys. Yeah, there were a couple we went when they were younger, so I don't think they appreciated it as much as they did in their later years. But they were two, I think they, maybe three, that were part of uh, Taste of Minnesota. Oh, yeah, man. They had some good shows you over know, there. When, especially when Ron Maddox was running the show. Ron, yeah. Yeah, so there was one uh, when they were, you know, it's, it's moved around over the years. The Capitol Grounds, I always thought, was a great place for it. And Ringo Starr and his all-star band performed. You know, they uh, so you had um, Nancy Wilson, Todd Rundgren, and I'm forgetting a few others. They each did a few of the songs that made them famous individually, and then they did a, a, a Beatles cover set. So that was really good. Saw Elvis Costello when it was on uh, Harriet Island. And also saw REO Speedwagon. And say what you will about REO, but they can still get it done live. They still sound I like mean, they Kevin Crone, and, it, and it's like he truly enjoys doing it. It's not just we want to ring the register and go from town to town, because I can't imagine yep. that's too glorious a lifestyle at that age especially. Um, but when the boys got older, um, I started a little tradition at least, uh, taking them to a concert, usually to celebrate some sort of graduation from school, whether it was, you know, eighth grade or 12th grade, you know, uh, high school. Mm -hmm. So I took Bobby to see Van Halen at the X Mm -hmm. with David Lee Roth. And you know what I said about others at the Dylan and Dead show at the Dome who thought it sounded good? This was the reverse. I thought it sounded great. I talked to someone who had been there and like, David Lee Roth is horrible. I'm like, well, give the guy a little... Cut him a little slack. I was He's there. Still. I was there. What did you think? Uh, I, I might have been that guy. Okay. Because it, it, it depended on... I don't know where I was or whatever the sound was. Was We had semi-obstructed views, which means you usually have a speaker in front of the stage. Big deal. Or, you know, blocking. But I was... Uh, who opened up? Was it Cool in the Gang? Or... Um, it was kind of a 70s pop rhythm. Yeah, it wasn't Sly and the Family Stone. No. I know that. I, I don't know. Earth, Wind, and Fire? No, it was not. Well, was, maybe, maybe I, I maybe I was at a different show. Okay, it was either Cool or Earthwind. Yeah, I okay. think it was Cool because that's, maybe I was there when they had Sammy Hagar. Yeah, does that Van Halen even count? <laughs> Come on, man. I, I that mean, I might have been at that show. I got to okay. say, Blasphemy. Because, yeah, you know this one where 
even if the sound was a little off, I thought um, Eddie Van Halen was on his game. I think he had okay, gone yeah. through recovery by then. Yeah, no, that we were different shows. Okay. okay. So that was good. Then I took uh, my younger, that was with Bobby. I took my younger one, Patrick, to see Don Henley. You know, it's one of these things. Solo? Solo, yeah. Uh, Don is an interesting bird, and he, he, he's kind of fussy, you know? He was whining about the air conditioning being too cold, his voice During scratchy. the concert? Yeah. Wow. Like, suck it up, Don. <laughs> but musically, he's good. Yeah. yeah. He was really good. And I think this is the year that Glenn Fry had passed. So oh, he, wow. he called out, uh, you know, a shout out to Glenn. They opened with Seven Bridges Road and then went right into uh, Dirty Laundry. You know, a lot of these cliched solo songs, but they're still good. Yeah, right? they are good. Yeah, And then I took good. the boys together to see Rush. And they probably are bigger Rush fans than I am. Before they saw Rush or once they had seen Rush? Uh, before. Before. You know, okay. I know Rush's hits and like them, mm-hmm. but I can't get into the deep tracks. Of course, boys are like, oh, that's great. You know, they're playing, what, you know, 2112 or whatever. <laughs> All I could think, my, my memory from the first uh, half of the show was that we were sitting high up at the X in the back, and the sound of Betty, uh, not Betty, Getty Lee's bass was like penetrating. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I should have brought some earplugs. I know that's a sign that I'm old, but someone must have said something because the second half of the show was dialed down just a little, but it was good. And well, the boys really enjoyed it. Oh, Rush. I mean, the legendary Rush. What a great band to see and a live band to see yeah. as well. Yeah. They, well, remember, it was Elton John at one time. He used to brag that he was the loudest concert on the on tour. Didn't your wife have a, a hearing issue? Uh, yeah, because permanent. Of the, uh, some hearing Elton loss. John's yeah. Permanent, or did it come yeah. back? Yeah. No, it was, it, no, it, uh, I mean, she could still hear. Yeah. Uh, How many so, times have you seen Elton John? Oh, boy. I, I Three or four. Okay. Did you see him ever with Billy Joel? Never. Okay. Did you? Yeah, yeah. And? Oh, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I remember, so they, uh, let's see, Elton came out, played a set. So he opened. Yeah, Billy joined him for a few duets, and then maybe Elton finished on his own. And I thought, man, Billy just got his butt waxed, thinking like, because uh, Elton was pretty good. Yeah. A little, he had a little cold, but he was still, I was wrong. I don't admit that too often. <laughs> no, no, no um, you don't. Billy Joel was even better that night. He had a warmer sound. He was more engaged with the crowd. Setlist was incredible. Not that Elton Setlist was bad, but, I mean, I really enjoyed Billy Joel. It's the only time I think I've ever seen him, uh, and he wasn't, like, on my list to go. Right. I, I, I like him, but, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, but I, I keep coming back to the warmth that he, he conveyed, the sound of the band and the warmth of his, uh, his little bantering with the crowd. Well, we talked about that, Brian. Remember with uh, Mark Barada, who was a sax player a couple weeks ago, and that band Richie Canada uh, or Richie Canada. I'm sorry, and that band was, you know, I mean, that band was underrated. I think I, I, if you're a musician, you knew about him, but I don't know if fans understood how good his band was. Absolutely. Yeah, I like to try to predict, uh, or used to now. You can kind of cheat and go online, like Setlist.fm, and find yeah. out. And I don't like doing it, but I do like doing it because it gives me an idea of, yep. you know, is this going to be a good tour or a bad tour? But I used to like to try to predict the opening tune. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember going to the Billy Joel, yeah. Elton John. I said, you know, um, songs I want to hear. Scenes from an Italian yeah. restaurant. But, he, you know, he's not going to open with that. Yeah. Now, sure enough. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm like, ah, shows how much the patriarch knows. But that's part of the fun, <laughs> that's part of the fun isn't it? Having a little bet with your buddies, and okay, here's the first song. Yeah. First. Bruce, and I think this was the first Bruce show, Bruce Springsteen, I ever saw, 92. Mm-hmm. 
he had the two solo albums he had put out with only a fraction of the E Street Band participating. Right. And he was at Target Center on Halloween night. Mm-hmm. And I said to anyone who would listen, which is probably nobody, I said, you know, the last time he was on tour and on Halloween was 84, and he came out of a coffin at the L.A. Coliseum and played Spirit in the Night. And sure enough, that's what he did that night. Did he? Yeah. It was pretty cool. <laughs> you didn't win anything, but you knew. Uh, you know, I, I could hit the people next to me and say, hey, all right. So if I were to ask you the, the, your favorite concerts, think about that for a minute. Yeah. I want to know what they are because you've got a good, uh, good look into music and the concerts and a great memory on this stuff. I do want to also mention uh, one of our sponsors, and that's propane, reducing carbon emissions. We're all talking about it. We should be. Reducing those is another matter, how we do that, because we do have increasing energy needs on, in this world. And so propane gets into the conversation. And an excellent way to reduce emissions and yet meet energy needs today. Now, how does that work? Well, it's clean. It's non-toxic. It is an energy source, and it does reduce carbon emissions right now. In fact, and I always like bringing this up, even if we don't understand for sure what a carbon intensity score is, when you hear the numbers, I think it's fascinating because for propane, the carbon intensity score in Minnesota is 80, only 80. Gritty electricity in Minnesota, which we all know. And that does include wind and solar, by the way has a much higher carbon intensity score of 136. That's a significant difference. So who knew that using propane was that much cleaner than electricity? And there's a lot of it, too, and it's growing. It's renewable propane. It can be used for generations to come. So learn about it. Millions of Americans already have, relying on propane for many things like on-road vehicles, but also off-road or maybe heating your home or your business or whatever it is. But propane is the right energy right now. I'd find out more about it what propane can do for you and the environment and learn more at propane.com. Dave Lee here with Brianne on my first concert today. Our guest is Rob Hahn, who has a podcast called Rock Conversations. You can download that on Apple and Spotify. Um, also, uh, I had a chance to work with him. He's an award-winning producer for many years. We've been longtime friends. So it's hard sometimes to go back and talk about a best concert, yeah. but among the best or memorable, put it that way. We'll get to that in a second if we could. I yeah. keep always think when I hear that you read that ad that they should have Hank Hill and Eric Clapton team up for a, a new version of cocaine. It could just be propane. <laughs> propane. Well, I think it's a great idea. It's out there now, so let's just get yeah. it done. Yeah. Hank and... Best, Eric? best concert. I mean, tough. Right? Oh, I remember yeah. showing up to an Eric Clapton concert, not to interrupt yeah. you one time, but we were a little bit late. We had to go to a function. So I, I had nice seats. And so I got there a little bit late, and he'd already started. And a guy you know, was in my seats, and I had to, and he's rocking out, and I had to show him the tickets and say, and he, got, he just went ballistic. I said, hey, man, I, you know, I couldn't get here. I had to be at a, you know, whatever. I might have made something up to him, you know <laughs> The guy in your seats or yeah, Clapton he, himself? No, no, this guy in the seats. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he he was having none of it, man. He wanted to duke it out right there. And they took one look at you and said, no, I'll pass yeah, they, you. They, yeah, they, <laughs> Sir, quick, you can have your seats. Quickly went to his other seat. Well, I don't even know if he was supposed to be in there. But anyway, that was, so I, I digress. Yeah. So let me just rattle off a few concerts. I don't even know if they're the best, but they the best aren't always the best musically. Usually you have a story to go with it. Um, the one I always like to tell um, is... Hall and Oates on the H2O tour. So you fill in the year, maybe 83. Incidentally, GE was traveling with them. I did not know him that. GE Smith, go, GE, go. He's I did your not, guy. Yeah, I did not know that at the time. <laughs> so my dad uh, would go into his office early, and he'd have the local radio station on the background. And as an accountant, he actually did work for this radio station. 
oh. uh, you know, some monthly, uh, you know, consulting or something. And they had a trivia question. And he knew the answer, but he's like, I'm not calling the station. You know, they're a client of mine. Well, this guy keeps coming out of every commercial break or every song says, we still don't have the right answer. So, you know, it's like, who is on uh, the plane with the big bopper? And so my dad calls it now, Buddy Holly. So gets two tickets to this show. Calls my mom, said, you know, tell Rob uh, we're going to the show. Uh, we'll buy an extra one down there. So, you know, as any good uh, junior high kid is doing at that time, eight, nine in the morning, I'm sleeping. She knocks on my door. <laughs> Dad just called. He wants some tickets to Hollow Oats. <laughs> I said, Hollow Oats? <laughs> so I always, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a good memory of my mom. And that was a good show. But <laughs> actually, better than that, and I, I bring up Hollow Oats for a reason, I love Todd Rundgren. And, and they're buddies from Philadelphia, Hollow Oats and, and, and uh, Rundgren. And uh, he opened for them once at the X. And he was fantastic, although he played one song, started to play a song called Hawking, and just, like, quit it in the middle. <laughs> he either <laughs> forgot the lyrics and said, oh, this isn't working. Let's go to a different one. Oh. And then Hall and Oates were great. I, I saw Van Morrison do that one, stop a song. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> you got to love it. Yeah. But what I remember, among other things, of Hall and Oates is that um, they, they hadn't dimmed the lights quite completely yet, mm -hmm. and they were coming out slowly. And... All these women by then, probably in their 50s, maybe early 60s, start throwing their little panties at Daryl Hall. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this isn't Tom Jones. This, you know, this is Daryl Hall. But, but musically, they were great. They opened up with- I uh, can't go for that. With, uh, with all, they opened up with uh, adult or adult education. You know how they say <laughs> oh, it both ways? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just it, it, it went great from there. So that was one of them. Do you have a favorite concert? Well, I think ACDC. Okay. Yeah. Never saw them. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I uh, first time I saw him because I don't know what to ex what I was expecting, but it was far and above anything I'd. How old were you approximately at the time, or what year? Oh boy, good question. I would say that must have been. Um, well, that I didn't see him till about two thousand. Okay, right around the turn, and they were just they was were Brian, so good. Brian Johnson still singing. Lee? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's kind of a regret that I've never seen them. Yeah, any other and, shows you regret not seeing? Well, Led or, Zeppelin. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, you just, I don't think you realize what you're going to see. Although, I, we, we talked about this on the last show. Jimmy Page played up in Mentor, Minnesota at the Maple Lake Pavilion. I'll be darned. Yeah, for my friend Kay, who ran that place up there, and, and Dwayne. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, nobody, you know, you, Jimmy Page, right. Mentor. It's not, you know, who's thinking that? But Bill <laughs> Shear told us that. Billy was with. Um, Fabulous Armadillo still plays on the once in a while, and he just retired last year and then was with Johnny Home Band for a long time. Yeah, I think Tom Petty, you know, I saw him with uh, with Dylan, but I don't really count that as seeing Tom Petty. Yeah. And I never saw Tom Petty. You never so. saw Petty. I saw uh, Brianna and I both saw his last show. Wow. Yeah, it just never worked. You know, it was like uh, I, I couldn't make it or I got lazy and didn't want to go. Yeah. I think I'd put Bob Seger on my list. If I had like one classic rocker who I haven't seen but have not or have not seen but could see still. I think he still tours every now and then. I don't he quit. think he's... He says he, his last tour was his last one, so I went to that one. Yeah. He was so good, I couldn't believe it, um, that well, he was that good at that point. Because you'd think his voice would have been roughed up, and he sounded... Yeah, I think he's terrific. had a few smokes along the way, hasn't he? Yeah, but he sure seems like a good guy. He does, yeah. Um, the well, other, th I'm told that I saw Bob Seger. <laughs> oh, one of those. I'm told I saw Bob Seger at a multi-performer um, show at a, at, the Speedway, at, a, at a Speedway years ago. I just don't quite recall it, and I can't believe I don't. But it might have been at a time before, you know, he'd already had uh, one hit, and, and then he had kind of a pause there for a number of years. Yeah. So 
but I well, guess I was there. You, you but talk I'm about a, him supposedly retiring. Remember, The Who had its farewell tour in 1982, <laughs> and they're back on the road in a, in yeah. a different form. Well, I remember Cher had it many times. A very yeah. close friend of ours is a Cher knucklehead, and it was going to be last tour, and then that kind of yeah, that really didn't happen that way. Now, speaking of The Who, in 2012, uh, I, my wife and I, my wife now, I wasn't married to her at the time, we had what we call like an unforgettable concert year. Um, Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. Very undersold because we, you know, bought tickets high up, got ushered down. Uh, fantastic performer. We saw The Who. That's what made me think of it. They performed Quadrophenia at Target Center, which has never been my favorite music venue, but it sounded really good that night. Yeah. Uh, they were fantastic. Uh, I think they had Zach Starkey, Ringo's st- son, on, on drums. Hmm. We saw Bruce. Uh, Bridget was a Bruce virgin until that night. She had never seen him live. Oh, uh, yeah. Snow Patrol at uh, Roy Wilkins. How were they? Great. I think they're terrific. Musically yeah. great. And the lead singer, whose name I don't know, and not even forgetting it, but he was funny as heck. He said, hmm. you know, this is why I don't drink during the show. But I have to wait till after. Otherwise, I could never tell these jokes. <laughs> and then Neil Diamond. And I had looked at setlist.fm, debated, and I said, now he's got this song called Done Too Soon. And I said, I've never heard him play it live. I've seen him a few times. So we went and got the tickets. He kicks off the show. It's great, going just as planned. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, Done Too Soon was supposed to be right at that spot. How could he leave this out of the set? (laughs) Concert was great, all right? He played to the back of the stage. We were behind stage. Fantastic. So I go home. I'm still a little little chafed at not hearing Done Too Soon. So where would an artist stay if he were in St. Paul? (laughs) Probably the St. Paul Hotel. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Or the Grand in Minneapolis. And uh, so I call and said, you know, could I have the room in Neil Diamond? No, we don't have anyone by that name. <laughs> so then I'm thinking, okay, he's touring with his manager, who also is his girlfriend or new wife. Maybe she's under her name. How old are you at this point? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Well, I was, Continue. I was 43. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So? So I call and ask for her. It starts ringing. <laughs> Um, uh, and, and it goes into voicemail. I said, Neil, it's Rob Hahn from St. Paul. <laughs> Great show tonight. And I don't want to seem like uh, George Costanza. <laughs> you didn't play done too soon. So if you're open to discussing, I'm about a mile away. I could get there in a little bit. We could have some red, red wine at the St. Paul Grill. Here's my number. Thank you. I never heard from him. You never called back. I can't believe you didn't call back. I know. I really thought I had that one. Do you think it's true that there were, you know, in one of his contracts, remember the the the, the uh, urban legend was you couldn't look him in the eye? Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah, I'd I, heard that. And I, I have a hard time believing that, but I guess I know I don't know. That's such Diamond. a diva move, isn't it? Like I can't. I, I, you know, the, the I, one contract. I don't know. I think yeah. it's maybe an urban myth. Well, I don't know. Was it brown M&Ms for Van Halen? And wasn't that so they could read the contract? They could, they could look at that bowl of M&M's, yep. and they would know immediately if the promoter had taken the time to read the whole contract. Yeah. And I've used that story in business a couple times. I said, sure. It's about the details. Yep. I said, you got to have all these things, and then you know it's working. Yeah. I thought that was a brilliant move. I remember you and I had a chance to chat with the Jayhawks. Jayhawks, we won an award. Yeah, yeah. At the old AM talk station. At the old AM, yeah, we were doing music stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fun. You ever see the Jayhawks? Never saw him live. Okay. We've, we chatted with him yeah. a couple of times. Never saw him. Um, real quickly, because I know we're, we're wrapping up. Um, most recent concert for me, not my first one, but most recent, mm-hmm. was Cheap Trick opening up for Rod Stewart. Double thumbs up on both sides. Uh, I, I've always liked Cheap At Trick. the XL. At, at the XL. Yeah. I was there. I was there. 
Forgot about the. They were very. Are you good. sure this is one? Wasn't the one with Sammy, Sammy Hagar? Hagar? No, yeah, you're right. It was Sammy Hagar with Cheap Trick. Yeah. No, did you like them both? I did. I thought it was a great show. And the critics from both papers just ripped Rod Stewart. I'm like, he's seventy something. He's yeah. always had a high range, so he's probably not going to hit all of it. No. I thought he performed well. I did too. Three wardrobe changes. He has he, a million kids. Yeah. I mean, come on. He does. Cut he's a little break. fertile. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he, yeah, and he's got a, but when he a attractive up, band. Yeah. Very, very. Yeah. But he opened up with Addicted to Love, a Robert Palmer tune. Robert Palmer And says, song. I bet you guys didn't expect that one. <laughs> yeah, he, and he, yeah, didn't he, he always kicks a soccer ball too at his concerts. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was, it was fantastic. I did too, but it's like, I remember seeing Van Morrison and I think we're probably all big fans of Van Morrison. And uh, my wife had never seen him and she walked out and she said, and she's, uh, she's, a mu- she, you know, she's a, a musician. So she, I always trust her more than I trust myself. But uh, she said, "Boy, that was, it was so good." But the the review the next day was not good. Yeah, and amazing. I and I and for me, the, I thought the show was fantastic. But that's the beauty of music, right? Right. right. And you accept you don't like it, but I think you accept that you're going to get a clunker every now and then. Either sure. the artist is just not into it, mm-hmm. maybe they're not on their game that night. Um, I'm trying to think of one where I just left. It was usually sound related. It wasn't like performance related. Right, yeah. Uh, and that's and that's one of the things I'll say about the XL here in town. Really good sound. Most of them have sound. The, the new football stadium, not such a great sound. It's okay, or I found it to be okay if it's full. If you're, yeah, you got to be it, sitting it, in the if, right spot. If it's empty, I went to see Beck and U2. Mm-hmm. And I like Beck. And luckily, I could kind of understand the songs because I knew them. But the sound was bouncing all over the place because yeah. it was only half full at the time. When U2 was there and it was filled in. It was good. What about Basilica Block Party? Did you ever go to shows Never there? went to a show there. Are you serious? No, and you know, no, I did not. Okay. I, I, it was. It became a tradition with former neighbors of mine that, that we would go down, you know, misbehave ourselves, and uh, uh, some of the shows that stand out, the Jayhawks played, uh, Wallflowers. Well, they had some great bands. Yeah, Soul Asylum. The two that memories that really stick out is they had, um, I think they had Deep Six Bob Schneider because he had done something that was considered to be anti-Christian or anti-Catholic, so they needed to fill in. So they got the suburbs. And for the opening of the suburbs, they had the Basilica's choir singing. This, you know, sounded like a, uh, you know, liturgical psalm. Wow. And all of a sudden they got it. Love is the, love is the law. And right into dun, 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 It was great. Unlike my singing there. And then uh, <laughs> Midnight <pretty>. Oil. <laughs> it was a side st- stage yep. show. And... Um, and they just rocked it. Peter Garrick had this kinetic energy that I've never seen on stage. And yeah. I really like Midnight Oil. And there's people that can control the crowd. I mean, they just yeah. there are entertainers where you're whatever they do, they're going to do is going to be good. You know, Rob, I, I, I we could go on a long time. I mean, we might have to do this again. I think uh, and bring you back because there's much more we could talk about. So much fun. Thank you. This. No, you kidding me? Thank you. And then make sure, folks, that you tune into Rock Conversations. Download it on Apple, Spotify. Uh, and uh, make sure you come back for our next show on My First Concert. It's been brought to you by Aquarius. Thank you, and congratulations, by the way, to Jeff and the staff over there getting the Minnesota Best Gold Award by the Minneapolis Star Tribune. That's from people voting for that. And so that kind of tells you, not just me, but there's a lot of people that believe how how good they are and the best they are. Our bank at Talk North is Star Bank. They've been here with us again today. And, of course, our friends at Propane, reducing carbon emissions, good for everybody, and they'll let you know a lot more about that when you go to propane.com. Dave here along with Brianne. We'll see you next time on My First Concert. 